Is this the basement? It's the lower level. Okay. Greetings and salutations, everybody. It's time for another episode of Bald and Bingeable with D'Angelo. I'm D'Angelo, and I am here to take you through an auditory journey through all the pop culture that you consume, the stuff you're insatiable for, the stuff that you find truly bingeable. Okay, bitches. I binge this girl, okay? So the person we have today in the podcast is somebody that I actually binge. I listen to their pod. They are the newest cast member over on Who Invited Her, the podcast here in San Diego, all things pop culture, all things gay, all things local San Diego. But listen to it if you are not in San Diego because it's just really cute. And I was on there like two weeks ago. So just go back and like listen and then like binge it all. But that all being said, we have Bryn. Mac, hello. That's like the best introduction I've ever had in my life. <laughs> oh well, thanks. I just kind of like, like just gotta get like like get the little juices flowing, and so I think that like everybody's always like, I can't believe you do that whole introduction each time. And I think what it does is it kind of centers me in a second because it kind yeah. of like it like okay, we got to turn it on. We have to like be present. We have to be podcast. We have to do a whole thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, it's like, you know, in a concert when they do like the little prayer circle before and mm-hmm. they're like, let us hit the high notes. Let us hit the like, dance. Yeah. Very Madonna with her dancers. That's truth or dare. You know what I mean? That kind yes, of thing. Very truth or dare. Yeah. Have, have you um, have you read any of Ross Matthews books? Have you read any of that stuff? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I think a name drop. He's got a whole thing where he, he's in the prayer circle with, I think, Brittany and Madonna that night. Like he was one of the people I, yes. that was there. Yes, like, yes, yes. You're yes. right. Yeah. It's one of those things that I always think about. And it's like, how is this bitch always so lucky and gets to be all these places, you know? <laughs> these like major moments. It's like when you have people that are like, they were at Pearl Harbor and they were also at the Hindenburg you know they also saw the Hindenburg Mm -hmm. and like that stuff and you're like how are you Ralph Ralph Matthews always with you know Brittany and Madonna like in those spaces in those like moments it's just it's very Forrest Gump okay you guys (laughs) if you guys want to follow Bryn and see who she is and see what she's about you guys can find her on Instagram at a real Bryn Mac and that's Bryn B-R-Y-N-N-E Mac M-A-C. I don't know why I'm spelling that, but anyways. Or you guys can follow the podcast that she is on, Who Invited Her at Who Invited Her underscore podcast, also on IG. Get over there. You guys have listened to Tony. He's been on the show before. We've listened to Eric. He's also been on the show. But now we have a different sensibility. We have somebody who actually speaks my language because she talks reality TV. Okay. So we are there. We were on the show. I was on their show last week and it was like, oh my God, we were totally on the same wave. And it was just like, I need to have you on. You know what upsets me though is that you were talking about it and Tony was into it. So mm-hmm. when Eric or I try to talk about it, he gets upset. Like even if it's offline. Okay. Even, even if we haven't started yet, he's like, What are you bitches talking about? Is it Bravo? Shut up. Yeah. So you have to like, like distract him with like the little funny quips and things like that. I don't think you have to tell the stories. You have to like throw, uh, you know, like the whole Ramona. Who are you to get me wet? That's like my favorite <laughs> thing. And like yeah. Yes. So, you know, since you came on, I've been saying that to everyone. Oh, yeah, I say to my cat, my cat ran out in the rain mm-hmm. and I had to go grab her. 
And I was like, who are you to get me? I do it to my dogs all the time. Yeah. I have two, I two, two of them. They're like a year old. And so and it's like, who are you to get me wet? Um, okay. <laughs> Before we get into my 10 quick, no, they're not even quick questions. They're my 10 self-indulgent questions. But anyways, before we get into that and into the rest of the conversation, tell me a little bit more about the event that you have coming up, uh, the She event, She Entertainment, what's going on, and tell us about it. So I am very excited about this. She Entertainment is a space that hosts um, events for queer women in San Diego, so we've talked about this a lot. Um, you know, I think sort of the spaces for queer women are catching up to the spaces for queer men. Mm -hmm. And um, they have asked the podcast who invited her to come. They are having a queer women March Madness party. Okay. And it is going to be March 11th from 8 p.m. to 1 a.m. So I definitely have to set my mom alarm. I'll be taking a huge nap that day. Absolutely. Um, and we are going to do the podcast live. So who invited her will be there filming a live episode taping. I will do, I think like 10 minutes of stand up, but there is going to be a bunch of amazing things. We'll be out on the 420 friendly patio, mm -hmm. but there will be go-go dancers. There's rotating DJs, there's drink specials. So this is a cool thing to celebrate queer women. You don't have to be a queer woman, woman to go, mm -hmm. you know, obviously Tony and Eric will be there, but yeah. uh they're going to be my plus twos for once. Nice. Because whenever we go out, I, it's always like, and then there's Bryn. And I'm also <laughs> short. So it's like, I'm always like the afterthought. And now mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah, you guys need me to get in. So <laughs> yeah. I'm excited. You're the main course. And the guys are now the side piece to the side dishes. <laughs> and so I love this. Um, So this afternoon so you guys are doing the live podcast and you guys are just, it's just becoming like a queer like dance party, social, just kind of hang out. Yep. That's kind exactly, of a whole dress yep. okay so you guys make sure you guys get over there and even if you're not staying the whole night go and grab a drink and just like say hello to the queer women's and make sure that we support that space so this way we get more of these kind of things because yeah. you know our queer spaces we need to make sure that we share them with everybody so they're making money because the gay, the gay guys aren't going out as much the gay guys are on grinder they're on scruff and everything <laughs> else and so it's not like they're out and about so you know like let's get people in the bars <laughs> yes, we need to come together as a community so that our bars don't shut down. Like, absolutely, we, you know, we need to team up. Okay, now I didn't realize you did stand up. Like, when did when did you start doing stand up? Like, when what is this journey? I love it. I started doing stand up in my early twenties. Mm -hmm. Okay, and... I thought you were like early twenties. So, oh my god, okay, yeah. I'm, I'm like. Okay, I'm 41. So okay. you know what I mean? So you guys were elder millennials or whatever. We're 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 gen we were told or we were gen X forever, and then all of a sudden we were told we were millennials, but it's a whole thing. And then it thing. goes switch <laughs> and then we're being shamed for being too old of millennials. Yeah. I, exactly. Yeah, I feel like I never got never a geriatric got mi millennial. Is that what they're yeah, they're calling exactly. us geriatric millennials? And it was just really, really offensive. Okay. So, anyways, back into you. So you started doing stand-up in the 20s. Yes, in my early 20s. And I was like part of a sketch comedy group, and it was super rough and wild especially for women mm -hmm. back then it was like not a great space are you in san diego or la or in la in okay. san diego in la in orange county mm -hmm. um and i you know sort of started doing that thing where you like grow up and you get a nine-to-five job and i sort of fell out of it for a little bit and then this is such a weird catalyst for getting back into stand-up i had a daughter 
<laughs> and <laughs> like I you needed to get out of the house. <laughs> I need to be in CD clubs at night, getting heckled by like, you know around adults. Dudes. Around yeah, adults, exactly. though, like yeah. So, well, I I had my daughter, and I was like, I need to do something for me that mm-hmm. really connects me to myself. So then I started getting really back into it, and since then I've kept it up. Um, I haven't been as good as I was but yeah I've been doing stand-up well now that I say it's like 18 years how awesome that's like that's there's a set of like balls that you have to have to be able to like go up and do stand-up and just be ready to like fly you know what I mean like you just you jump you jump out the the airplane you don't got a parachute you just go (laughs) it's yeah it's well and then it's narcissism uh-huh. <laughs> Hello, I have a podcast. <laughs> yes, exactly, yeah, exactly. Like, I'm going to make you laugh. You guys are going to come and see me. You're mm-hmm. going to pay money and then you're going to buy me drinks after. Yes. Absolutely. Okay. I love it. Okay. So let's get into things. Let's break the ice, as you will. These are my 10 self indulgent questions. The reason we call them self indulgent is because they change week to week. Some of them re- remain the same, but there are a lot about subjects I like to talk about. So here we go. Okay. okay. So our first one, what is the most recent live concert show or performance that you saw and you liked? Well, the most recent one was like a Mickey Mouse, a live Mickey Mouse thing with my daughter, but I did not care for that. Um, <laughs> the last thing I saw a performance at the Old Globe, El Baracho. Okay. And it was in the round of the globe and it was a play about, you know, like generational trauma and it was really, really good. So that would be the last thing. But even that was a while ago. Okay. okay. Yeah. Cause I think I saw like, there was like a, um, a documentary, like little film thing that they were doing in the park in accordance with that. And I saw the documentary film, but I didn't oh, actually cool. see the play. <laughs> The play was very good. It was very yeah. good. The Globe has made a commitment to feature diversity voices. Mm-hmm. So it was in a series of plays written by, um, you know, in a diversity voice. So yeah. it was about a Mexican family who had come over to the United States and sort of like the trauma that comes with all of that. So it was very, very good, very well acted. Oh, how inspired. Um, my partner's actually um on the board for the San Diego rep, which is like going through a whole thing right now because it pretty much had like closed down during the pandemic because of like money situations. And you saw that the whole thing that's going on Portland Plaza with everything being redone down yep. there. Yep. So now they're kind of like in the stage of like they're starting to plan for like shows and things like that. So it's just kind of like you know what's what are you guys gonna do what you know that's, that's like so that's exciting. that's my whole thing so we'll see but i know that, that that's gonna be a season that's gonna be coming up and then i actually um i mentioned this last week i have tickets to see mean girls this friday which i'm super so the day that you get this episode comes out i'll be seeing mean girls that night um i've seen it already i saw it on broadway mm-hmm. and have you seen it have you seen the show at all i've okay. not seen it it's fabulous because they've updated it. Like Tina Fey went in and when, you know, she did the book for this as well, you know, like the movie, but they updated it. It um, it's relevant. It makes sense. You know, it's um, it uses social media, that sort of thing. Um, oh, that's but, cool. Yeah. And when I saw it, do you watch the sex lives of college girls? Yes, I do. Okay. Layton, like the hot blonde. Yes. Yeah. 
she was in it when I saw it. She was Regina George. That's and so, yeah. So, and it was just funny because when we were watching the Sex Lives of College Girls, I was like, how do I know this bitch? Like, I know her from somewhere. And then I Googled it and it was like, we saw her, you know, at Mean Girls. I love to see that. I love to see stage actors successfully going, like Broadway and stage actors going into mainstream media. I and didn't transition. know. Yeah. Yeah. I love that transition. I think it's like so inspiring and amazing because they work so hard. Like if you're on Broadway, like that shit, and that doesn't even start when you're on Broadway. Like you've worked your whole life to your mm-hmm. craft. So when they get to be on the shows like that, I didn't even know that. That's so rad. I love that. Yeah. She's, yeah, really, really cool. Um, okay. Number two. Have you ever been to Europe? Do I have. You travel? Do you like to travel? What's What's your favorite place to go? So I recently went to Scotland for my brother's wedding. Ooh. And it was beautiful. And I feel like culturally, because we're Scottish, I like it. But too mm-hmm. cold. Um, my favorite place that I've ever been was Florence, Italy. Oh, really? Okay. Two places I've never been. So okay. love Scotland's- that great it's like you go and it's cold and you get drunk and no one shames you for doing nothing like you shop okay. and you get drunk and so what's, it's a the, what, holiday. what's our food like in scotland are you oh, like it's, terrible. it's just potatoes and meat like is that like, like saltless potatoes soggy fish ugh. and boiled lamb meat and no, like it's terrible i'm allowed to say that i'm scottish yeah it's bad. but you know what though i have found that though because i've been I, i'm feeling like this pang that like i really want to travel right now and so and I just don't know when I'm gonna have the time, but like I want to go back to like the UK. I want to go somewhere in Europe, that kind of a thing. I'm just kind of in that vibe. And I want to I don't want to like layer clothes like I don't need to go do like a beach right now. You know, oh, you want that, that, I mean, like like I don't mind. I don't want to be cold, cold, but like I would I don't mind carrying a light sweater. <laughs> like you, <laughs> it's, it's light sweater. What's your favorite uh, weather? <laughs> um, I yeah, Scotland's too cold. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's so, very hot. Yeah, I know. I've heard that, like, the, especially like in the summertime. And so, like, everything that was on like White Lotus is like super hot when you're there in the middle of the summer. It's too hot. Yeah. You know what's great is, have you been to Amsterdam? No. That's Amsterdam where I need to go. Was the most fun. Okay. And when I went, I didn't even, I wasn't a pot smoker. Like, I didn't, you know, not, no mm-hmm. judgment, but I was just not, not in that phase of my life. And I had the best time. Nice. Like there's architecture, you can go. Um, we went to like the Anne Frank house and there's the Van Gogh Museum and there's just like all sorts of culture, but it, it's it's just cool. They have like street performers, everyone's really nice. Did you did you did, did you bike around? Did you have like the guts yeah, to yeah, actually yeah. do the bike? Okay. Yeah, and like just, and just yeah. push through the traffic and everything. Cause I hear they can <laughs> it can be a little bit like intimidating. Very scary. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. We're going to hit you guys right now because we're going to talk about a little bit of housewives here and there. But this is like one of my standard questions. And that is, it's a two-parter. Who's your favorite housewife? And what's your favorite franchise? Okay. So my favorite housewife ever, I think, has to be, this is going to be controversial, um, Teresa. Teresa. Oh, okay. And I know that she has like she dips in and out of sanity. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and great. She has ingredients. Is exactly and her, come in and her daughters come in. Mm-hmm. Come in. Come in. Yeah, <laughs> I just think that like consistently speaking, she has from start to finish to still right now. How long has that show been going on? Oh, I don't know. Like, what season like are they in? Twelve years or something. 
Yeah. And she is still the most watchable. She went to prison. We still wanted to see her. She's a tentpole on the network, definitely. Exactly. Like, and they, like that. I don't think that show it really wants to exist without her, and I don't think they want it to either. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yes. So, so. I think as far as like consistency in like really establishing what housewives could be, mm-hmm. she keeps and and she's been on it forever, and she's still the main. You know, when I watch her, and we're in I season thirteen. Up. We're in season thirteen. Season thirteen years. 13. And I still light up when she walks into a room. I still go, what's Teresa going to do? Yeah, you know? I, I love that. Okay, so I respect that answer completely. Because um, you always get a little bit of different things, you know, like some of my favorites are like, I'm a Luann, I'm a, I'm a Sonia, I like my Bethany's, you know what I mean? Like you, yeah. you see, I, I sit very, very East Coast with a lot of them, but then I do appreciate a Kyle. I appreciate, you know, a Vanderpump, you know, that sort of a thing. I used to be like a ride or die Lisa. Mm-hmm. And then she's sort of just on my periphery now. Cause Vanderpump is still going on, but it, you know, she, she dips in and out. She's like so. business now, you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> like, like exactly. she's just like, and I'm, we'll talk about Vanderpump in a little bit because I'm loving the mom energy she's giving us again on Vanderpump. So, which is something that I think was, was missing. Okay. And then which one's your favorite franchise? And you can even go season if there's like a certain season on a franchise. So I love, and this is also going to be not controversial maybe, but odd. I love Married to Medicine. Oh, really? The original with Quad and Mariah uh-huh. and Dr. Simone. I just feel like they really love hard. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they are all, not all of them are doctors. Yeah. <laughs> but like they're professional women and like it's been amazing to see like their journey. So I know that they tried to to franchise out Married to Medicine. Like they tried to do LA and they tried to do a couple of other ones. But Married to Medicine, they are in, I think they're also in Atlanta. So there's yeah, some, Atlanta. Cross, some crossover yeah. with the Atlanta Housewives. Well, you know Phaedra's joining the cast. They've announced that. Her um, her her new guy, her new fiance guy is a, is a doctor. So she's joining Married to Medicine. She's she's coming over. Yeah. I had not heard that. And I am uh-huh. You guys, she, you, this is an audio podcast, but her face just completely lit up. <laughs> like she's a new color. Like everything. It just, you know, like like summer just came. Like it just happened. <laughs> like, yeah, Phaedra's on her way over. And the thing is, Married to Medicine is like one of those shows that it's a um, it's a travel show for me. Like if I'm in a hotel. I'll put it on. I can't tell you what all the storylines always are. You know, it's one that I'm like on an airplane. I will watch. It's just like tardy for the party for me. You know what I mean? That on an airplane, yes. I'll watch it. You have me stuck. But like, it's not something that I throw on. And I feel like, especially like Peacock is really pushing it on me right now. So like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's like an not traditional, you know, like not part uh-huh. of the main canon. But for me, it's like something that I kind of forget about it. And then when it comes on, I go, oh, my God, I remember how much I love this. Mm-hmm. I love and that. Yeah. And it stayed the most consistent for me as well. And I, if out of all of the Bravo women, Quad mm-hmm. is like it for me. She's like the best one. How many yeah. seasons is it on? I need to check now like, as we're talking about this, because like Married to Medicine, because it's been it's- on, it has to be at least 10 years, right? Yeah, it's been a while. Like, we've seen their children grow up. Yeah, like nine seasons. Yeah. We're, we're in the ninth season. Nine seasons. 
these women are making some money now too. Yeah. It's but it's like a show like Jag, like who's watching it, but it's always there. You know what I mean? Like it's just kind of it's like one of those kind of shows. Like, yes, and I am the target audience <laughs> for Jag, which is an old lady who just wants peace. Okay. So I've been so in because I'm like I talk about this all the time. I'm, I'm an SVU head. I, I me too. Yeah, and I'm into like the law and orders and everything, and I'm like up to date with what's going on. So we can even discuss that later. But um, so it's just this thing that like it's always like pushing me towards, you know, like married to medicine next, and like you know, it's it's these kind of things. And so I don't know. I don't know if it's maybe they all kind of like sit in like a weird same kind of brain, (laughs) like the peripheral space for you. Yeah, like not your target. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that. Yeah. So it's just kind of it sits there. Okay. Um, as we go through, who is the biggest villain on Vanderpump this season? God, I'm gonna say Tom Schwartz. Oh, I love that. Okay. He's a sleeper and no, because he's got that cute little face and his little white boy energy. And no one blames him for anything. Okay. I am so excited because I've actually, you guys, I have stated this on this podcast before. You can go back episodes. Tom Schwartz, he really is the one who everybody wants to make it look like Katie's the crazy one. And I think it's because mm-hmm. she showed up with that orange hair that one year. And I think we all kind of put her in oh, that, that category. Yeah. But like, but it is, it's Tom. Like he's just, hey, Bubba. And he says the most horrible things about her. He's cheated on her, blah, 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 blah. And it's always, she's the crazy one and everybody else is flying around him. Could you okay. imagine? He t- dumped a drink on her and everyone was still on his side. Could you imagine any real life situation in which you see a man dump an alcoholic drink on his girlfriend and we're like, but he's such a sweet guy. Like it, that's, him? it crosses into an abuse place that gets yes. really dark and ugly. And it's just like, ooh. So yeah. you can kind of see like where Katie, her all of her frustration has been all these years, you know? Like, and like she, you know, and I think he tells her things in their relationship that like things that he's frustrated with. So then she tries to ride for him. And then when it comes to the confrontation, he backs away and makes her the fall guy, makes her look crazy. When, okay, well now the whole thing between, cause okay, you guys were, were recording this obviously like before Vanderpump shows, Vanderpump's on tonight. Um, but so what, where we are right now, like in the whole season and like Thomas recently did the podcast interview with Sheena. Hi, shenanigans. This is my new oh, podcast. Hi guys. <laughs> She's just like, like, hi guys. It's me, Sheena. Um, Sheena Shea. But so I just want to know, do you like Raquel? Um, like there's a whole thing, like he brought it back to Raquel. He, you know what I mean? Like, and so why are we going after Sheena for this when anybody was going to try to get this interview out of him? So let your friend, let your friend get the listens, let your friend get the, the, get the ad ad time. Thing with Sheena is that like, if we have ever considered her a friend to anyone, that's on you. She's here for a job. She always has been, and she always will be. She was a linchpin. She's what started the series. Brandy exactly. Glan- Brandy Glanville, she was with Eddie Cibrian and yep. beautiful and- girl with the weird tooth. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. beginning. My God, I know. But she's always been here for a job. And I think 
this year she was worried about her storyline and so she got herself involved and if you're thinking that Sheena's going to do anything other than that you're wrong she's a Kyle she's a force multiplier because she's she she, she's in everybody's business she knows everybody everybody's sort of Sheena's friend and everybody tries to act like they don't want to be around her but you do because she still is one of those people who's got that special it light that celebrities have you know what I mean yeah there's something special about her uh, are you feeling Lala though right now it's tough for me as a single mom mm-hmm. that went through a divorce with a person um that is kind of similar to Lala's situation I really feel for her in that sense I've listened <laughs> I, people were sending me her podcast when they were talking about, um, you know, like co-parenting with a narcissist and stuff. And I listened to the podcast and that, you know, I, I felt that in that way. Mm-hmm. I feel like she comes so hard all the time when it's like, what, what's your investment in this? And I get her... <sighs> Because listen, I did the same thing when Mm -hmm. I got divorced. I brought my friends and family together and I was like, look, we, you know, we need to be a unified unit here and he's going to try and get at us. He's going to try and, and, you know, get information from us that he can use in court and stuff. And my ex tried to do that. And so I did have to have a situation like that where Mm -hmm. I was like, listen, we have to get on the same page because this is not a good person. This is not Um, something that you guys can just freely have in your life. And then still, because... Because you yeah, don't know and- if they're they're, they're going to take things and make it ammo. They're going to they're going to misconstrue situations. Any little fray that they give them, he's going to pull that string and just kind exactly. of and, and make an exacerbated situation. I get it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've been with it. one too. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> y'all get our card. Um, but that being said, like you know, Schwartz is going through a divorce. He called him up. Like I, and again, this is a Schwartz thing. Like, why are we all? <laughs> Mm-hmm. for shorts like but you know I do think that like Lala right now I'm not her vibe is chaotic yeah Schwartz failed up okay he didn't even work at the restaurant yes. and he is a he's a tom-tom for the the, the restaurants like that's exactly. the thing that that just is like it's out of control but back into the Lala thing real quickly here's my thing with her is that it's always very double standard, though, at the same time, because there's a certain amount of of um, it's all about Lala. Give them Lala. It's all that. You know what I mean? Like there's 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 that. And she's, you know, Randall did this and this and this. And he was a terrible person. And then you can't say shit to Raquel when you fucked her boyfriend in the beginning of the relationship and you treated her like shit and everything else. You were the villain there. You were the bad guy. And so you don't really get a good, like you don't get, you don't have the higher ground. Because like, why are you coming out with this now? This isn't light and fun and funny. Mm -hmm. You know, like uh, that really confused me. They, I think her and Lala and James are the ones like they need to end up together because they they're both they're both the certain there's both the same kind of damage that it works and like yes. just let them let them run off except for like his new girl though I, like I don't know if I've said it here but when she looked at Raquel and said 
we've switched roles and I'm you now. And it was like, yes, psycho girl, please come in and do this. Like, please, like, just just rattle her cage a little bit. <laughs> they know it was like the shining, like, and stay with us forever and yeah. ever. I was like, would you um, ever say but- to your partner's ex, I think we switched lives. Dad, I think it was, well, um, are you a Will and Grace fan? Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so Molly Shannon's character. Molly Shannon. Val, when when Will is hanging out with Val all the time and Grace is feeling things, and then she she looks at Grace and she goes, oh, look, Grace, we're the same. And it was the same energy, same psycho girl (laughs) energy of like, hey, we've switched places. I'm now your life. Oh, yes, it's so good. You, you are right. Well, and I just couldn't imagine being a, a human and being like, you know, what would be cool is if I said we, I switched lives with this chick I don't know. And I'd be like, I'm like, I don't yeah. know, you know? <laughs> it's like, it was like, she showed up to make TV though that day. Like she was like, we're going to make some sure, TV. And sure I, did. I appreciate that. And then before we go to the next question, cause this is like, we're, we're sticking on here real quickly. Cause we're talking about Vanderpump. Peter or Peter. Okay. Like this man has tried to get a storyline and be something more than a bar manager for years. And he almost got it. And then when, <laughs> when, um, Lisa Vanderpump shows up at the restaurant that day and Raquel's like a little bit late and Raquel number one knows how to work Lisa Vanderpump because she was like I'm late because my dog she brought up the dog yeah so she was was sick last week that's Mm -hmm. why I'm late yeah my dog was hurt last week and today I wanted to play with him you know what I mean like and it's just like okay but like so she knew how to work on that angle but the thing was it was almost like Lisa Vanderpump walked in and said what are you doing hooking up with him? He's not a main character. Like it was almost like she, it was that energy. Like, what are you doing? hundred (laughs) percent out of all of the people that Mm -hmm. have fucked in your restaurant, you're going to cock block for Peter? Yeah. And she's just like, what are you wasting your time on him for? Because Peter must be a really good employee. Like she doesn't want to lose Peter. She doesn't want him to become part of the celebrity shuffle. She wants him to stay behind that bar because that place is running because of him. I I do have a note, though, for Peter. Peter, please clean the bathrooms. Please clean the bathroom. Blanca, sir, they all need bathroom cleans. (laughs) They're so gross. And let me tell you, I have the last two times I've been to Sir a couple of times. The last two times I've been there, Peter has just been actively working. And nice, yeah. Everyone, everyone leaves him alone. <laughs> no, like, could you imagine? Uh, if like Raquel was in there, it's like you would be get mobbed. But mm-hmm. Peter's just in there working with his ponytail. Exactly. He's just he's Peter's at work. And so but Peter's doing well because, you know, he's making a little bump, you know, for every episode that he gets to be in. So he's making exactly. some more money and, and they have to be tr- treating him well now at this point, because like, come on. OK, let's get into the next thing. Here we go. Um, What do you do regularly? For your self-care. For my self-care. This is good. Like, you you want to like, know what's like so one lucky. random thing? Yeah. Tell us. I roll. I rollerblade. I love okay do you like wrist guards and like the whole oh, thing I've got, I will send you a picture it is truly wild my <laughs> daughter rollerblades as well so when we are out together we are elbow pads wrist guards knee pads sure uh-huh. like we are he- and then we listen to music uh-huh and it is so freeing 
and so nice and so dumb and people laugh at you uh-huh. but it's so fun it is it's so fun and freeing it's so I nice. love it see that's the thing is it's like I'm not I'm getting up there in age guys and so I'm like afraid to get on wheels <laughs> like 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 the scooters now scare me skateboards like and it feels like oh, I'm not the same person yeah I'm not the same person I used to be so I have to go to a like I couldn't just I tried the first time when I re got back into it so I could do it with my daughter mm-hmm. I tried to just go around our block and I ate it so hard I ran into a fence my neighbors ran over they're like oh my god and then our neighbor was like yeah there's like a slight decline on this street (laughs) it truly is a slight decline and I almost died so I have to go we go we like drive Uh to like a little loop by a lake okay understandable so yeah because you see people too like on like the basketball courts and that sort of thing and so which is great yeah Yeah. okay I love that because it's something just that's surprising okay and then this is the one question. This is what Tony was like. He asked me about this. So, and I ask a beauty or a health product you need everyone to start utilizing in their life. So, um, this I learned like later on in life, mm-hmm. but unless you are on a synchronized swimming team or planning on crying on camera, do not use waterproof mascara. Ooh, okay. Use non-water. It is so hard. If you're just having a regular day, don't put waterproof mascara on because it's so hard to get off. And when mm-hmm. you're trying to get it off, you're rubbing your eyes and the muscles in your eyes are so fine that you're tearing them and you're like causing wrinkles and lines. Mm-hmm. So like be very specific about when you utilize waterproof mascara. Okay. I love it. So That's what I would say. Erica Jane does not use waterproof mascara that one time when she wanted to cry on camera. That one time. Yep, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you have to, you have to utilize it at those times. Okay. Um, who is going to win drag race? Question number seven. Who do you think is going to win drag race this season? Okay. So do you want to know what? Hmm. I refuse to get the, I refuse to get MTV. Oh, really? So you're not even up on. Okay. Not. Tony and Eric are so mad at me right now (laughs) and I am like I will I'm gonna find a way to get it for free but I I've got Paramount Plus I've got World of Wonder I've got like I how many more do you need me to have yeah well I accidentally got Paramount Plus because I thought it was going to be on there and then I was looking and I was like it's not even here so I just quickly like got rid of it because I don't watch anything on Paramount Plus, no, except for ridiculous. drag race well right now i will be because of um survivors coming back but that's another thing yeah but like but yeah so well, i understand your pain I with think, mtv <laughs> yeah i think when legends comes back legends mm-hmm. is going to be on paramount plus yeah so probably like, why am I, what am i doing because I'm they just want on... you to keep bouncing around all their different exactly. platforms that's what they want my oldest brother is a lawyer mm-hmm. and he is very rich so I will go to his house one weekend and I will use his Peloton and I will make him let me watch Drag Race. Give him, wait, wait, wait. Make him give you his login. You know, you're, you're right, I should. Yeah, because if he has cable, then you just need like the Cox thing. And then you can get into every one of those apps. And then you can use right? like, everything. yeah, you can get in everything. So because it because you need the MTV app right now for the whole Drag Race season this year. So it just made me so mad. I'm like, yeah. you, like, why are you doing this to us? It was frustrating. And the thing is, too, is, is like getting getting into like the technical things of it all. Um, 
they were forcing us to try to watch uh WeHo, you know oh, what I mean? The, the, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Which was only gonna be like eight episodes long. So then they shortened up the drag race episodes, excuse me. And the thing that's nice about it is that they have gotten a hold on like getting the edit in, get us a storyline, but you've cut out all the runway. Like they've like all the runway is so quick now. We want all of it. Yeah. Like, like give us give us a little bit of the, some story and everything else. I will say, here's the thing. So when you do get to watch it, um, the first few episodes, some people were complaining about like sugar and spice and these kind of things. I found them delightful. And I find actually the whole cast in the first episodes delightful because they all genuinely seem to love to do drag. And like it was, yeah, it wasn't like that they were there to just like be on the show and be famous, you know what I mean? Like a lily pad or whatever, yeah. Yeah, like it felt like everybody here loves this art form and like these are, this is your pageant queens, you know, here's, you know, your Vegas girls, that sort of thing. And so, but it felt like everybody genuinely liked it. The thing is, is um, you are seeing the complete difference between a over 32 year old drag queen and 32 and under almost you know what i mean like you can you can you can kind of you can kind of feel it you know like okay these ones are the young ones these are the older ones and the older ones have so much more to kind of give you so i'm still right now i'm still rooting for my sasha colby but um but i'm liking some mistress okay next up what was your last takeout order my last takeout order was um i got falafel in a okay salad i have one weekend a month without my daughter mm-hmm. and i exclusively get takeout and watch bravo i love and it's like breakfast lunch and dinner i'm not cooking anything and i'm not getting off the couch so the i got um pita and tzatziki which i love uh-huh and then falafel like a greek salad love it that's very very much i live um very close to olympic cafe so Ooh, yeah, yeah so so it's like really it's one of our like once a week we're there and um yeah. so i get that today i actually got to experience the brigantine but oh, yeah. have you been to brigantine like inland not in coronado yeah. okay the one inland that's where the money in san diego goes to eat lunch okay really yes it was like the who's who of like upper money in in like san diego and it was just like oh this is where all of the generational wealth goes because they all live in like rancho whatever and then they come like this far yeah it is it is the place we when i was in college i worked at roost chris steakhouse Uh and there were these little old ladies that would come in every friday for lunch because we're only open on fridays for lunch and they would drink their lunch they would drink martinis and they were all wearing chanel um and that is when I was like, I will wear a Chanel skirt suit and I will drink vodka martinis at 12.05 with my lady friends. Ugh. I'm like waiting. Like, I just need to be a little bit more successful. And I am doing the martini lunches. Like, like I just need, like, I need a little bit more money underneath me just so I don't have to care. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's like everyone's always giving Marisol shit uh-huh. for like drinking all the time on Real Houses of Miami. And I was like, yes. like, you wouldn't do that if you lived that life. Yeah, just come be on. honest. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is in like, and I'm not even like, I'm not a big drinker. Like, I'm not like, you know, usually like when people are like, oh, let's go out and have a drink and that sort of thing. I'm like, okay. And I'm like more of a drinker. Like, give me a purpose drink. Like, give me a martini. 
I'm a, I'm, I'm very into like a Bloody Mary. Like I'm, I'm a brunch Bloody Mary. I'm a dirty martini. Give me a, a good olive in there or like a, even like a nice little pepper, that sort of a thing. Like give me some heat. Yeah. yeah. And like, and I like a margarita with some heat, that sort of thing. But like, I'm not somebody who like wants to just go and down like vodka tonics or gin and tonics. It just doesn't work. Yeah, my body has started rejecting shots. Okay. Like the last time someone tried to give me a shot, I smelt it and I ran to the bathroom and threw up. It was like my body is like I wouldn't, my mind won't, but my mm. body has stopped. You take my a body. sip and like it just spits right back out. It like just it's just right like, back out at you. My body is like, we're not going to allow you to do this to us anymore. Yeah, so, my my I body gets that way with red wine now. That's like a whole thing. Oh, that's tough. Red wine. I know. Yeah. And that's the thing is I used to like love to like drink while I was uh, cooking because it just felt yes. so, it felt so with sexy. The, you know what yes. I mean? Like like with yes. a nice glass. And, like, yeah. yeah. And and then now it's just my body's like, nope, we're not doing this. So now I'm like, I'm a cannabis more like like give me a little smoke. Or give me an edible. And like it's better for your body. Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah. Especially if I'm about body. to eat anyways. <laughs> Red wine Lent now gives me heartburn, which is something that I never thought I'd have to say in my life. Oh my gosh. This is the middle-aged podcast, you guys. This is middle-aged bald. <laughs> we're, we're, we're bald for a reason. Um, it's just like, it's the whole thing. But no, I completely get that because I get like the weird headache. I get a little bit of that. Yeah, it's just, it's a whole thing. My, yeah, so that was my last takeout thing was like, we we actually ate there though today. It was at the Brigantine. Oh, at the and it was just oh, okay. And it was, it was just such a thing though, because it was just like, who are these people? And it was like, you know, like an appetizer for lunch. And I was like, okay, you know, because we had like a little, like a little businessy kind of thing with some old friends but um yeah so it was cute okay and then i need a podcast recommendation from you give us something that we should all be like listening to or something that you listen to weekly so the podcast that i love is actually a podcast that i listen to to go to sleep oh i love it and it's called sleep with me okay and it, it's been on for years and years and i exclusively listen to it's just a guy with a great voice Mm-hmm. And he just talks about nothing. He makes up nonsense. Okay. And he like encourages you. He's like, don't listen to this. Go to sleep. I'm not important. The I love, he has a series where he just sort of like recaps Star Trek, the next generation episodes. Oh my God. <laughs> I can't. That would make me go to sleep. I love it. <laughs> it's just like, and then Data's doing this. Uh-huh. And then, you know, Jordy got lost and it's like very soothing. So if you have trouble sleeping, this has legitimately helped me with my insomnia. I love I, that. Sleep with, with me. me. Yeah. Sleep with me. Okay. I was listening to the sleepy bookshelf for a little while to like Ooh. go to sleep, but okay. every so often they got a person reading a book on there that you're just like, what is happening? And there was one and it was like, for a little while, it was like they were reading um, through the looking glass, you know, like the, okay, yeah. like, like the Wizard of Oz and that sort of thing. And so, and that was the whole thing. And then it was like the next day, it was just like today. A so days. So today we're going to so. It was just like it was like I can't. I was like I can't listen to this man. Like he was just like it was so disruptive. And then there was like another voice, and it's just like sometimes. We need to all relax. It just See, like, I, it's like a horror movie. It's like, is this like Batman? Yeah, Batman's telling me to go to sleep. But yeah, so the sleepy bookshelf. So I'll look at sleep with me because that was one that I like kind of 
you know, I, I've, I was listening to them here and there and I was just like, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> the, so Scoot's Sleep With Me is always good. And if you listen to um, Sleep With TNG, those are the next generation episodes. So you'll be able to like see them. And he does like, he'll like narrate, um, like he'll just talk about episodes of the Great British Bake Off. Mm-hmm. And he'll just be like, it's bread week. And then he'll just talk about it. And he's so silly and weird and you don't care what he's talking about. And he really helps you sleep. And he just has like, he just like, oh, I need, a, I'm going to start a podcast there. I'm just going to talk to people about the the TV that I watch. Because I do like, some, sometimes I do like the solo episodes on here and I just rant for like an hour and people do, I love it. They, they do like those episodes, but I need to do one that I'm just like, very like this. And so let's just talk about the Real Housewives of New York City. You, oh my God, like, if you like, did, uh, <laughs> let's go to sleep with housewives uh-huh. where you didn't get amped up at all. And you just rewatched older episodes and did it in a, in a, like a vocal fry. A hundred percent, a million follows. I wonder if I should do that. <laughs> Who do are it. you to get me wet? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and then she brought sprinkle cookies and <laughs> Teresa thought they were cheap and she I, threw them in the trash. The only thing fake about me is this right here and then she pulled her leg off and <laughs> like okay i'm doing this this is my new podcast you guys this is gonna be sleep. sleep with d sleep with, ha- sleep with housewives with- yeah <laughs> like yeah okay i'm maybe gonna do that that's something that's like an idea don't nobody steal it okay this is me copyright it now yeah exactly um i will say something that i've gotten into recently i don't i think i mentioned it last week with um Oh my God, with with Corey when he was on last week with Papa Bear. Um, the Reality with the King podcast with Carlos King. I haven't listened. Okay, so Carlos King, he's like, he's an original, uh, what do you call it? Um, producer. He was like the first six seasons of um, Atlanta, the first three seasons of New York. He's got his own like television show on the OWN network. Wow. And that, and then he also he produces the new show that Monique from from Potomac, that new show that she's on, I mm-hmm. think on the on the Learning Channel or TLC or something like that. Yeah, he yeah, he produces yeah. that, but then he gets the best fucking interviews. Like he just had one with Jacqueline from New, from New Jersey, post Jacqueline going uh, to see um, to see Teresa because that's mm-hmm. that's the news that I broke last week when I brought up this episode, brought up the podcast last week was because Jacqueline was saying that she's moving to the OC. So who knows what that means for the future of the OC? Because Jacqueline and Gina, I could see those two kicking it. But like, I, um, mm-hmm, I would like to see a little bit of that. But he brings on other people. Like there's a really great episode with Margaret Josephs. There's a great one with Ramona Singer. And they just, he puts it all out there. And then he just had like a really super important one too, because about um, the colorism that happens over on Potomac, you know what I mean, between the ladies. And so he does break things down to like really, really serious topics, but then he also just gets into the fluff and the muck that we all like love. It's great. Reality with the King with Carlos King. That's the one that I'm going to tell people because I, I scooted over last week, but I didn't really bring it up. But this is the one that I'm like, I'm into. His voice can be a little bit annoying sometimes, but I think all of voices can be annoying, you know, because he's oh, like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, okay. And you're just like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, yeah. Like the number one feedback that I get is that people hate my voice. <laughs> okay. People, I think everybody hates everybody's voices, but it's just what it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. But then people listen and people like. So it's yeah. what. It, you know so that okay so love it sleep with me so that's our podcast okay my 10th thing this is going to just lead us into the rest of the conversation that we're going to have is what is the last scripted show that you've binged what is a show that you're watching weekly okay so uh 
I'm currently binging. I'm rewatching Designing Women. Okay, love. Delta so, work. <laughs> I went, I've been going through a phase where I've been like, I just rewatched Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. And I've been like, just rewatching like all of these shows that were important to me, like in my childhood and in high school. And so I started rewatching Designing Women. I rewatched Desperate Housewives. Oh, really? I've been thinking about doing that one. Do it. Do it. It's Maybe that'll be what I recap. (laughs) Yes. And then Mike showed up without his shirt on. Um, Okay. But anyways, (laughs) so you're watching Designing Women. Are we like loving Gene Smart and Delta Burke? And we, so the thing is when I see that when we watch those things as adults, like even like Golden Girls, you find all the jokes that you missed as a kid. Yes. The Golden Girls are so mean to each other. There's so much (laughs) slut shaming. There's so much women on woman hate. And I love Golden Girls. Like, Uh love it. Um, my daughter and I have wigs and we will sometimes reenact Golden Girls moment, Sophia and Oh my god, I love <laughs> I it. Know. Picture it, Sicily. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, Golden Girls is like problematic. You know who my favorite character is? Um, Anthony. Oh, really? He's so you know, he has the biggest story arc. Undesigning women, he, you mean? Undesigning women, yeah. Sorry, okay. undesigning women. So he like starts out as their like errand boy or whatever. And then, like, you really get, like, he really has the biggest, most, like, pulling on your heartstrings story arc. He, like, works his way up. He, like, goes to college. He, you know, he was, like, wrongfully convicted of a crime. He, like, Mm. gives to charities. And he becomes a partner in the Sugar Baker design firm. And you were, like, really realizing, like, was Anthony the star of the show the whole time? (laughs) I mean, it's definitely very problematic. Uh-huh. You know, because he's the only like person of color on the show, and there, you know, there is a an episode where Delta Brooke does blackface. Okay. <laughs> Do they keep it? Is, it? is it on Hulu? Does it have a warning? It's on Hulu, and it's in it, and it does not have a warning. And I oh, wow watched it. I was like, they're not going to do this, and then they did it. It was wild. And then yeah. in, in, the, in walks Luann as Donna Ross. Oh my Ross. god, it's Diana Ross, and she's Diana no. Ross. <laughs> like, no, that's okay. that wasn't my intention. Oh, it's seven seasons too. Okay, of yeah, of designing really women. Maybe I will because the thing is, I've been kind of like because what's been happening too is it's like I was talking about this earlier with the whole SVU and like watching Poker Face and everything. It's now telling me to watch Angela Lansbury's, you know, um, Murder, Murder She Wrote, and it's like yeah. putting Columbo now in my purview and that sort of thing. And so I have been kind of like watching like vintage here and there, but I was watching like really old Law and Order too, like pre-season like 12 and so which is it's wild and so problematic there's so much police brutality oh my gosh like when you watch the early seasons and now law and order like right now the storyline that they're they're dealing with is that one of one of the detectives the black detective is he was uh, they were trying to arrest him and there was a whole thing and so like this whole back to blue the real law and order is really dealing with like the police brutality thing now in a different way but the old episodes, it's just a completely different thing. So when you watch these vintage shows, okay, you just mentioned something else that you're watching besides Designing Women. What was the other thing? Um, the Last of Us. Okay, The so Last of Us. Loving yes. it. Are you up to date? I'm not up to I haven't seen the latest one. Um, I've seen- Ren, this is the one. This is, you're getting your is lesbian storyline now. What? Yes. Oh, yeah. okay. So I knew I screamed into the mic. I knew this was coming. <laughs> yeah, we're we're finally we're finally learning Ellie's story. 
So we, oh, yeah, we fi- we finally get her first love, and so it's it's amazing. Storm Reed from Euphoria, she yeah, plays she, she plays the love interest, and so yeah. Oof, yeah so they haven't really. Um, so spoiler for you and for the whole world. Um, well, Pedro Pascal, his character is is yeah. he's been injured since the last one that you had seen. You know, yes, with, with, seen, with, yeah, with yeah, that yeah. With, when they were circled up when that when that guy came and attacked them. So this is an episode where. She has him, you know, like in like they're like in some basement somewhere and um, he's telling her that she is to go like you need to go keep going north. Just leave me here, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, I'm not I'm not leaving you. And then she goes to like leave and then we get a flashback and then we go into her um, adolescence and like when she was in school. And so it's great. It's such a great story. And it's like first love. It's so cute. Can you confirm something for me that I thought, and since we've already spoiler alerted it, mm-hmm. is is this when she gets bitten? Mm-hmm. Yes. I knew it. By the way that she said when um, the woman asked her, the one that died, mm-hmm. um, Trish, asked her, were you alone mm-hmm. when this happened? And she was like, yeah, I was alone. I knew she was alone. Yeah. So yeah, you'll see, you'll see the whole, like this, this love story that you get, you get another great love story that they do these like little capsule things. And so it's, it's fabulous. I really appreciate it. And it's like, and it's like young love and it's cute. And then we also have like these queer girl characters, you know, that kind of thing. And so it's just like to grow up right now and see all these great representations of like, not trauma tra- like tra- there's trauma yeah. involved because this other storyline but the but the actual like love isn't traumatic you know there's something great so, about that it's what's been amazing for me is that i have a seven-year-old daughter mm-hmm. not, not that i would ever let her watch this show no. but um there are so many re- amazing representations of queer women right now like shira mm-hmm. there are queer characters in shira and then spoiler alert Shira ends up being queer as well. Oh, I didn't but, know that. That's amazing. Yes. And there are there in the princesses of power, there are two princesses that are married. Uh-huh. And like the way that it's presented, and there's this other show that she loves called The Owl House. And just very naturally in this show, um, two of the girl characters fall in love. And it's very sweet and it's presented in this amazing sort of first love kind of way. My daughter mm-hmm. loves graphic novels. And like all of these graphic novels that I'm getting her are just like showing like queer women, queer girls um, mm-hmm. and like girls falling in love and like non-binary. And, and you know, it's been so amazing. And I was like, God, if they had had this when I was little. <laughs> it would just expanded be- your mind and just made things make sense. And you don't feel I'm so like, weird. <laughs> like- so much less fucked up <laughs> about like myself and my sexuality. But to see that for my daughter, because now... Uh, you know, I, I've always been like open with like, you know, uh, and you, you can have two dads or you can have like two non-binary people as your parents or two moms or whatever. But mm-hmm. like, you, you know, you hype up in your mind, these conversations and for my daughter, it's not even a thing. Uh-huh. She's it's like, just, yeah. it's just life. Lesbian, it's just, it's just, it's just, it's just like LGBTQIA. She knows. 
Yeah. And so it's, and it doesn't fuck them up. It's just, it's another thing. They just learn it and it's just a thing. And then now we're not living in the binary anymore. And it's just like makes things a little bit easier and better. It does the opposite of fuck them up, which is understand that every individual expresses themselves differently and that she should not expect people to express themselves the way that she does. And she Mm -hmm. should not expect to be judged for the way she expresses herself. It's like yeah. such an amazing gift. There's so, um are you watching that Jenny and Georgia at all? Have you seen watched any yes, of that? Yes, yes, yes. And yes, and yeah. the the her best friend is a lesbian, and it's just like she comes out to her, great. Let's keep it going. And we're just gonna keep the storyline moving. And then this girl, she has other girls that she's in love with, and it's just it's just part of the story, and it's not like trauma (laughs) trauma or like ooh, what does this mean for me the main character you know Mm -hmm. it's like it's like all these things where it's just like yes you naturally grow into your sexuality and then you figure out the types of people that you love and then you move forward which is just like so amazingly cool so i guess if you were if you were a an 80s baby like me Mm -hmm. and you grew up loving shira who was like very sexualized and all that Watch the new Shira. Even if you don't have kids, watch the new Shira. It is very good and like very queer positive and like awesome. It's over on Netflix. I I know. I think I watched like one episode and it like came out during like Pride. Like it was like the middle of summer. And so it was just like, I don't have time for this. And I never like picked it back up. And so I do that with a lot of animated things, which, you know, and I appreciate like, like Adventure Time, another queer girls, you know what I mean? Like Princess Peach, you know, that sort of thing. But uh, Princess Bubblegum. Um, but yeah. it's just, yeah, it's it's one of those things that I, I need to like get myself into. Cause I think the other thing too is that I do a lot of TV while I'm doing other stuff. Yeah, me too. And animation, you gotta you wanna watch. Exactly. Which yeah, is why was... housewives is always good for me because you know the parts you can get up and clean dishes on, which mm-hmm. is like when they're first getting to a restaurant or whenever they show anyone's kids. Mm-hmm. Or something getting ready. <laughs> yes, or packing and talking to their like assistant or whatever. You're like, okay, I can go like grab the clothes and put them in the dryer. And then you know when you need to be keyed in. Absolutely. Okay. Since you brought that up already, before we like wrap ourselves up to, for today, because this is like, I can keep you here all day. And so, <laughs> um, Jersey. So, like last night, I was like watching the most recent episode. Are you, are you up right now? Yes, I am. Um, I am. He was noticing when they order their food, these women order food. <laughs> like, like she's like, yeah, she, she's like, I'll take the meatball and I would like the uh, flatbread pizza. And when the when the other new girl, when Jen Kessler was like, I don't do that. She's like, can we share that? And she's like, I don't do that. I'm not. I don't do that. No, yeah, I'm not. I don't share. I don't share food. This yeah. is my dinner. Jen Kessler reminds me. So Jen Kessler is a new friend of right now on the Housewives, and she's got. Her voice draws you in because it's like that deeper husky woman voice that you're just like, yeah. oh, she's got something to say. Yep. And then she's been friends with like like Dolores for years and, and that sort of thing. So she's got these um, and Margaret, she's got these instilled like friendships. So it makes yeah. it natural. And then she's at dinner where or she's at dinner with or lunch with this other girl, with the new girl, which I cannot remember her name. The, Danielle? Yeah. No, Danielle's the, the no. is the Jersey licious one. This I is love like, one. yeah, she's the best one. Um, but this, it's the little, it's the brown hair girl guys. And she was like a bodybuilder in the past, but she, um, she's, she's like, tells her, you know, Oh, can we, can we share your pizza? She's like, no, I don't do that. I'm eating my pizza. And like, and she was like, okay, great. And then she ordered two things too. And it was like, okay, these women, they order food. They actually eat. Like when we're over in, uh, Beverly Hills, it's like, can I get 
um, a Casamigos and... And can I get a Caesar salad with no croutons, please? Mm -hmm. And no cheese? And the dressing on the the side? And some mm-hmm. lemons. <laughs> yep, exactly. exactly. Like, uh, and these women, it's just like they eat, they're in. Like when they were like, hey, is there any mozzarella left at the mozzarella party? That yeah, would have been me. Them. When the other Danielle was like, I will take a tray home with me. I almost bought Tupperware to put in my purse. Uh-huh. I almost bought Tupperware to put in my purse. I love her. She's good TV. I love her. She's very good she, TV. She is the new energy. Because Jen brought a little bit of this. But this girl, this new Danielle, is bringing the new energy that you don't mind watching the little kids. And they're they're younger because the thing is, our housewives have been on for 13 years. So they're older. You know, their kids are all older. And now we're getting back to, like, the little people with little kids. And I don't hate the little kids. Jen's daughter is a star. Yes. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Yes. She's so cute. Yeah. Well, and then, you know what really gave Danielle credibility for me? is like she's got the personality and I was like okay I want to see the substance and when she accurately pegged Jackie looking Mm -hmm. her up and down and she was like I know what she was doing she was sizing me up and she was judging me and normally I'd be like you're like ridiculous and then when Jackie was like yes I was doing that I was like Danielle hat she's got it Mm -hmm. she's got it and she can read people and she's gonna get keyed in real quick I love too that they demoted Jacqueline because Um, or Jackie yeah, 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 I'm sorry, Jackie, not Jacqueline. Jackie, the blonde Jackie. I I think number one, I mean, like she kind of had some emotional and, and things to deal with, you know what I mean, this season. But like yeah. they kept her around and she's got a fire under her this year, too. And she was like, get your hands out of my face. And like she was the only one to take Teresa on for all these years. And now we're watching her take other people on. That, and it's like, oh, yeah. you're even you're evenly matched right now. Like, yeah, she looks good. Too. She does look good. I like that she has like sort of got and like so I beforehand mm-hmm. could not stand Jackie. Neither could I. And then this season I'm like, okay, I am liking this. Mm-hmm. If this is the energy and you know what you had brought before, I'd be into it. She's got sustenance in her so it's really pushing out now like and that I don't want to say that like that sounds really horrible the way that I said that because the thing is because she doesn't eat. But the thing is but there's like but the thing is, is but now she's like taking things in and now she's like able to just come right back out. And she picked a good one to fight with because it's somebody who you can see that those two are going to become friends. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. They're going to talk it out and then she's going to be a good ally for her. Yeah. I love I loved in her whole. um she just came right over into her face and was like, so do you, so are these two wrinkled for you today? Like, is this, and it was just like, here we go. We are off to the races. Love when she refused to say where she got her cutoff jeans from. Cause you know, it's forever 21. <laughs> mm-hmm. And she's like, take it to my Or grade. American Eagle. Or American or Eagle. Or Target. Mm-hmm. I got him at Target. No, see, I don't think Target's like, like it, there's no t- stigmato Target. Cause I think rich, young, poor, old, like everybody shops at Target because you like yeah because everybody's wearing those like prairie dresses for like six months you know oh have you talked to tony i yeah oh yeah see i didn't even mean it by that way and now i'm like going back into like this makes sense with your podcast yes because tony does this to you all the time but yeah stop dressing like a quaker i went on a date the other night and we're i was talking to tony and he like clapped in my face he was like do not dress like a quaker for this date (laughs) he was like show me what you're wearing 
And you're like, okay. So, well, here's the thing. I think you can do your Quaker dresses, but let's mix up like some of the accessories. Like get yourself some good, like um, opaque and like uh, fishnets, like, or like a color, like a color fishnet, something like that, like to kind of like wear with it. And then like, get yourself some like long statement necklaces and not like Luann, but like, you know, like one single thing. Yeah. And then I think you need to do like hair up in a chic way, not like a braid, but like a chic sort of bun or the tousled sort of pony. Yeah. Yeah. Or do you like, or be like a brunch girl with like the big brim hat. (laughs) Like everybody's like, yep. I was at um, Madison like a couple weeks ago. Like, yeah. like and um, for those who don't live in San Diego, you can just imagine it's called Madison and it's like, a yes. cre- it's a trendy place. It was the first place that had a THC cocktail before anybody else did, but, or a cannabis cocktail. But um, <laughs> we like came out, like we were like, we were walking up the street and all of a sudden it was like, hat, 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 hat. And it was like, Four hats, four hats, four hats. And it was just like all these girls in the big brim hat. And it was like, can you guys even see each other? <laughs> like, like nobody. Yeah, can I know you can't. It's, it's like um with the shade. Like it's you're like, just no. It's just a bunch you're of like, Carmen San Diego sitting around. Um Okay. Before we get off of New Jersey, what are you feeling? Because you I already heard you like you love yourself some Teresa. I do. Um and I have always been on team melissa and joe until this year yep i'm no longer there i'm no longer there because now it's starting to like i think we've heard all the real stuff now too that how bad they wanted to be on the show but now it's starting to kind of show that like when Teresa said it last night he's missing my milestone events and the thing is is we we can't get these back and he is and all because he just says he wants to feel uncomfortable like he wants to be this person he's making it about him that was the thing like if you are truly showing up for your family I mean not even just that he didn't come to the vacation that he was invited to off camera mm-hmm. and now he's making a big deal about things on camera you know but it's like every event has to be about him and I was like thinking about this truly I was like when I was planning my wedding because I was married to a dude once mm-hmm. um was I thinking about where to put my brother's like like you know like my brother's wife's parents no Mm -hmm. I wasn't like was I you know was that a thing like I do understand a little bit of the family machismo coming from a big like Latinx family like a big you know um and some of my and my mom is one of 10 my dad is one of 11 so we've had every culture marry into our family and so we have a lot of Italian in our family as well and with the Puerto Ricans and the Italians to have a big wedding like this, and you're going to have 200 people that are there. There are certain extended in-laws that you would necessarily have. You don't necessarily have to give them like the primo spot, you know what I mean? But you would at least have them on the invite. So I do see where they're hurt about Melissa, her parents not being invited. And then also the fact that like Louis like Teresa brought Louie home to meet those people, not her parent, because she don't have parents anymore. So that's who yeah. she brought, that's who she brought them home. So I do see a little bit of that. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. But at the, yeah, but the same because that's what they mentioned in the show is that Louie brought uh, they that Teresa brought Louie over to the house and she met you know jo- Joe and Melissa and, and and his parent or, and Melissa's yeah. parents. 
yeah. when, when, when she brought Louis around the first time. But like Joe wants to live in this, like he's a victim. Everything is like, woe is us. Why are we being so disrespected? Him, like, you know, I'm not going to go to my sister's engagement party because I am upset. It's like, and how are you? You're not trying to make things better, right? Like you can mm-hmm. say whatever you want, but it's like the actions that it's like people fuck up people you know do something but it's like have a conversation come to the engagement party say this really hurts me can you please invite them like let's talk about it and like at some point you need to take a step back and she's calling you and saying come to this like and I know that they didn't go to the wedding so it's like don't say that you want that like the the reason that Joe wants Joe's got real I'm the main guy in this group energy Uh so like unless you are coming to him and you know doing what he wants you to do and paying homage to him kissing the ring for him then it's nothing and that you can't, you can't have that especially you know i've you never know. thought about that you just said something too joe's always been the main guy Teresa got a new guy Teresa's top dog so joe's not top dog anymore it's going to be louis because that's who's going to be always invited now exactly and so there is there you know he's she's she's replacing him but at the same time it's just like it's your sister bro get over it (laughs) like this this weird oedipal like you know exactly this 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 very like the the lannisters it's very game of thrones like you know what i mean it's like get off your sister you have a wife who looks like j-lo she got the best face work she got the best face work melissa got good face work she got the best if i if i if you know like money was no object mm-hmm. i would reach out to melissa and say who did your work also ashley simpson i think got some pretty good work so yeah I would, ashley simpson looks great ashley simpson and melissa i'd be like who did your work because that's what i want yeah they they look together okay so i'm going to we, we have been on for almost an hour and a half so i'm gonna like <laughs> So, yeah. So, is there, do you have any other thoughts here about New Jersey? About the, what do you, your thoughts about the season? I like the, the Danielle. Jennifer mm-hmm. Aiden, I think, is losing it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Margaret, she's whatever for me now. Yeah. Margaret's just kind of, yeah, that's the same thing, is that Margaret's just kind of like, don't try so hard anymore. Like, let, just like let things happen now. Like, you know, we, we, she's proven herself. Like we get it. She yeah, replaced, yeah. she replaced Siggy. Like we, and we love her for it and like, just stay. Yes. <laughs> and you don't have to constantly be stirring and, you know, trying to produce, like just mm-hmm. let it happen. Absolutely. Okay. Love that. And then, so, and then she told you guys we're watching last of us. So make sure you guys are like all watching that. So now Brynn's gonna have to get caught up because I just told her about the whole storyline that's going on over there. Um, I don't really have like, I'm kind of like watching all the same stuff right now. So like I've been like in my little SUV place, you know what I mean? And so, and I've been catching up on like law and order or like the, uh, the, uh, organized crime with Chris Maloney. Yeah, it's a completely different vibe too of that show. It is because it's not I mean, like I a like caper each week. Sidekick. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. sidekick? The one chick. Yeah. Yeah, Fury or whatever her name is, or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She gives off like my kind of vibe. Yeah, she's and she's cute. She's really, really yeah. cute, and she's exactly. now she's and now she's got a storyline right now. That's I'm kind of like there, like uh, I'm like yeah. almost caught up to the season right now, like or yeah. almost caught up in the season i'm like two episodes behind that's one that i have to like 
let it rack and then watch a few at a time. I don't watch yeah. that one weekly, but like yeah. SVU, I do that weekly. <laughs> so, and then I like rewatch I'm, old episodes. Yeah. Like 60% of my standup is based on law and order SVU jokes. Oh, really? So like I have to stay current. <laughs> oh my I God. I love. Like, like, you know, like we're talking you, about women's issues. Are you listening to That's Messed Up? No. Okay, so that's another podcast. That's another one you got to get on your your radar. It's called That's Messed okay. Up. It's um, Lisa Traeger and Kara Clank. So two really, really great st- female stand-up comedian, that sort of thing. And, and, um, and Lisa, Lisa Traeger, is, she's queer. So she's like, she's she's family. Um, love her. And she's right now about to be on the new Michelle Buteau show. But they have a weekly podcast um, called That's Messed Up, where they take an episode of SVU, a vintage episode. It can be from like this eighth season, the 18th season. And what they do is, is they break it down. So they just kind of go through it. And then they um, let you know the real crime that the oh, story shit. is based on or the real storylines. You know what I mean? So this one is based off of these three crimes. And so then they break those down for you and, you know, give you the court cases and all that. And then they sweep it up with an interview with somebody who's like from the show. And they've been great lately. They've had Kelly Giddish, they had Beverly D'Angelo recently. Like they are, they're swinging, they're hitting right now. It's That's it's genius. so good. Yeah. That's and then genius. they and then they wrap up and they tell you which episode to watch for next week. And then so and you can just read the little thing. So then so then you have one episode of SVU, like a vintage episode that you don't remember that they will then break down for you. It's like one of my favorite podcasts right now. So I'm upset. my daughter is going to Germany for spring break. So now I know what I'm doing the entire spring break. It's there you go. Watching Law and order and listening to this podcast. Yeah. So, so just saying, like, it's a genius idea. Yeah. And the interviews are so good though, because, and then like every single interviewee has been like, uh, Mariska Hargitay is the best person in the entire world and that she's super giving and that she has, you know, she's the best person on the set and that you can tell that she's the number. I mean, like, so, and it makes me feel better about watching the show because I'm like, I'm watching good people on TV. <laughs> and she's got um, a charity that where they they donate money to clear old rape, um, like DNA kits, old rape kits. Oh, wow. So, like, where they, I didn't like, realize that. She's, she really walks that walk. Yeah. And her husband's beautiful. So I don't know if you've seen oh him. My God. I know yeah. He's that vacuum cleaner commercial guy. Yeah, exactly. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's like the Maytag guy. Okay, you yeah. guys. So... <laughs> I don't know what happier note to leave this on than Mariska Hargitay, but real quickly, before we leave, let's get into our crushes of the week, our person, place, okay. and thing. So um, do you have one or do you want me to go first or how are you feeling? You go first, but I have okay. one, yeah. So this week, my person, my place, and my thing. So this week, my person, I have to give it back to Pedro Pascal because this thing that he wore at the Mandalorian red carpet he wore this like yellow shirt it's on my stories right now and these like oversized brown pants and these glasses so cute nerdy cute i'm totally like i'm totally down um my place this week my place that i am completely crushing on is probably disneyland i'm feeling like a real like i want to be going to disney i haven't been to disney in a few months and so and it's just like one of those places that i like check in and like can like turn off my mind and i'm kind of in that place and my thing right now of the week my crush of the week that's my thing okay this is one that i did not plan yet so i'm going to think about it for a second and i think my thing is going to be um poke bowls 
but the ones that have half white rice and half salad because they fucked up my order the other day and I was really, really upset because they did not do that. So you have to do half and half because then it's not too heavy and it's not too light and you feel like you've been fed. So those are my, those are my little three crushes of this week. What are your three okay. crushes, Bren Mac? Okay, so my cr- person crush is also Pedro Pascal. Okay, hello. Yes. <laughs> he's and the like, moment. I, he's, he's the moment. <laughs> he's the moment. He's mommy. He's daddy. He's everything. Yes. And he's, if he is not People's Magazine sexiest person of the year this year, everything's he broke. Must, he must throw it be. away. Throw it away. <laughs> and if you have not seen the incredible weight of massive talent with him, it is one of the best movies. He is a genius. I can't believe. <gasps> okay, you it. have to watch it. You have to watch it. Okay, I need it, to. I laughed so hard. I was on a plane when I watched it for the first time, and my daughter was next to me watching something else. It's when we went to Scotland, and she stopped me several times to tell me, "Mommy, stop laughing so hard." Oh, jeez, I love <laughs> like and so. She was, like, okay, explain, and then she made me explain to her why. She was like, "Why are you laughing? Explain this to me. It's so good." Okay, so I have to get into it. So there's that. So and then um, your place. My place this week is um my bar studio. I do a bar workout. Ooh, and it's called Bar and Bay Reef. In, it's in La Jolla and it's owned by um, a woman who's like similar in age to us, small business owner, black owned. And okay. she is like amazing and she does such a great job in, you know, making the studio awesome. And um, I've like really discovered, rediscovered trying to be strong versus trying to be skinny. Okay. Um, like this, that studio has really given that to me because, you know, like we're always taught just be thin, be thin. But like mm-hmm. I came back here and she was like, no, like you want to be strong. You want to, this is what you need to do for your body. So that's it. I love that. And I then your thing is um, staying indoors and watching reality TV because it's cold out there. It is. What is going on in San Diego? We pay too much in Southern California for the weather that we've been given lately. Yeah, 100%. Like... It is windy and crazy. I this, can't do. We're you guys. It's raining all the time now in San Diego. We're gonna have some great blooms. We're gonna have like all kinds of flowers this spring. So that's one thing that we can look forward to. But it is. I'm tired of it. It's miserable, and like the dogs want to go outside. This morning I woke yes. up, and Anthony had let them out, and um, one of them looked great. The other one looked like one of those like cool. You foster this dog. Like she oh, was no. like her. <laughs> Face was like black and like caked with mud and all over her 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 hand her feet and her paws. And I'm sitting there looking at her and all of a sudden she decides to start scratching and just flinging mud, just like really it. I was like, no, this is not happening. Like and that's <laughs> how I woke up this morning. So like Our I'm done with the rain. Like yes. Yeah, yeah. So so having the thing of staying indoors and watching reality and that sort of everything. Okay. You guys, I could be here and I can talk to Bryn Mack for like another 14 hours. We have to bring her back to the show. So Oh, thanks. Give us a little call, a little holler, like and subscribe, do that whole thing. Make sure that you guys are following Bryn over on Instagram. You guys will find all the information into the show notes, but a real Bryn Mack who invited her underscore podcast. Make sure you guys are listening. And then also She Entertainment, they are over at AWOL on March 10th. March 11th. March 11th. Okay, I was a day early. Yeah. So if you show up at the yeah. 10th, they're going to tell you to come back tomorrow. Come back. So you're yeah. going to go March 11th, live podcast reporting. Be there. Be square. Be crazy. Be wild. Okay. Love you guys. And thank you. And good night from the lower level. Good night from the lower level.